Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. Another podcast week. All right. I'm super psyched today. Another beautiful woman who um, I connected with on Instagram. Shout out to Instagram. It's been so, I've loved building sort of a, you know, my Facebook and my Instagram are so different now. And I've met the most amazing people on Instagram. However, I will tell you, I was in my um, podcast analytics recently and like the, the, lowest number of clients get to my, or sorry, not clients, traffic comes to my website through Instagram. And here it is the place where I focus most of my finding my voice and sharing my message. (laughs) My number one priority is like share on Instagram, share on Instagram. And I've met the most amazing people. So I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But I thought that was so fascinating when I looked at my traffic and I was like, huh, everyone's coming from Facebook and Pinterest. And I put all my attention on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was always told to do Facebook as well. Um, There's just something about Instagram that, yeah, it just calls to me. Or maybe I I think it's easier. I'm not sure. More of a direct contact. I don't know. I just feel like I've made such authentic connections in Instagram. I don't know why that is and why it feels so different. But like I said, numbers are really valuable and useful. So it was fun to see that and pay attention to it. But I'm not going to make it mean too much because I'm going to follow what feels good and right. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, And see, see where that leads us. (laughs) So this beautiful voice that you're hearing is Elena Diaz. And again, we met on uh, Instagram. I think, uh, I think perhaps she commented or followed a post or maybe even sent me a message. And I was like, wait a second, you're an abortion coach too? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we need to like gather us all up in a circle and have a huddle. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) So I'm hoping that on this podcast, you wouldn't mind just sharing your story um, and then what led you to coaching that may or may not be different than what led me to coaching. All right, I'd be happy to. It looks like, and tell us, you know, tell us at some point, you know, we'll get to what does your coaching look like? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, when I decided to go in the realm of post-abortion healing, I thought there was nobody else out there doing that. And I have stumbled upon a few people in the last few months. But yeah, it's it's almost like a unicorn type thing. I know. <laughs> to stumble <laughs> upon somebody. Like, what? You too? <laughs> yeah. So um, true. So, so my story, um, I have been in an on again, off again relationship. Um, 
I finally it had ended. And then a, a few months later, I just start feeling really sick. And I'm just thinking, you know, uh, I'm, I'm young, I'm going out all the time. It's probably just my body, you know, reacting to the drinking and all of that. And you know, it just kept happening. And then, um, one day after work, I decided I, you know, well, I, I'm not even sure. The the weird thing about birth control. <laughs> yes, there's some weird things, aren't there? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you uh, can't track your period because you don't want to have it. So <laughs> you're not quite sure what's going on. Um, so, so was that a pill for you or the Mirena or what was the what were, what birth control were you using? It was just the pill at the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and, oh, it's so crazy. Like we put these hormones in our body that mess with our cycles and how we stay in tune with ourselves. But actually mine wasn't even hormonal. My IUD was copper and it just fell out. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I did hear that on one of your episodes. Yeah, that that's crazy. Oh, yeah, you were yeah. that one percent you said. Mm. Um yeah. So, it, and at the time I was also working a very stressful job. So, yeah, you know, there yeah. was just a whole lot of up and downness happening and it didn't even dawn on me that maybe I could be pregnant. Like I'd finally seen that light at the end of the tunnel. Like I was, you know, done with this relationship and nope, sure enough, I find out like I'm pregnant and as soon, and you know, I, it was like on the movies, like they do all the pregnancy tests and then they all come out positive and I'm just like sobbing, like, and my first reaction was like, how, how can I get this fixed as soon as possible? Um, I have finally made a decision to turn my life around to, you know, um, start focusing elsewhere than on this relationship I was in. And so I was able to, um, get an appointment at a clinic and, um, yeah, I felt very good. Like I went to the, I talked to the doctor there. He was like, you, you know, it's a mistake. You can turn your life around. You, you know, this doesn't have to be the end all be all. I was feeling really good. I did yeah. the medical. Yeah. Um, so I took the first pill there and then I get home and uh, you take the next one, you know, the next day. And yeah. uh, it was then that the next day when I took the next pill that it was just it all hit me. Like, I, I think seeing it all happen and feeling it all happen just had this like rush of emotion of like my body, like was very, very, very unhappy with me. Yeah. And so it, it was, it, it took a long time for my body to finally like get back to normal, but I noticed my, my thoughts and mm. even just the the sh just constant shame that I was feeling mm. about what I had done, like it's weird how your mind can play these tricks on you. Because um, uh, one part of me is constantly saying this was the best decision. I had to keep like giving myself that same talk over and over. But then there was this other part of me that just kept saying like, "What did you do?" Like you, yeah. you, you know, and yeah. and the gory details of it all of just reliving, you know, the whole process again, just constantly made me feel awful. Yeah. And yeah. to the point that I was just doing anything to cope with how I was feeling instead yeah. of trying to work through how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. So I started working out a lot. I started losing a lot of weight. I was, um, 
drinking a lot as well. I you, just doing things like to the extreme, like, you know, not just like indulging in things from time to time, but just being very extreme about things. And then, um, along the way I had some friends like say to me, Hey, like when, you know, when you were drinking, like you told us all about your abortion mm. and I hear this whole time I'm thinking it's like, you know, just with me. It's, it might be a uh, secret. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. And that got, that was kind of telling to me that there was mm -hmm. more going on than I was allowing myself to know. And, um, so I started going to counseling and mm -hmm. she was great. I absolutely loved her. Um, but she didn't have a common experience with me. So it's almost like you can't really relate to somebody unless you've gone through what mm -hmm. they've been through. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up going on, um, I'm more of a spiritual person. Um, she, she had recommended going on this, uh, retreat. Um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but she recommended I go on this retreat. There was a disclaimer that it was religious and it Rachel's was vineyard. Um, yes. <laughs> That's I have, it. I have thoughts about that retreat. <laughs> They're uh, not all bad, but some of them are. Same. So yes, I go going. on, <laughs> I go on this retreat. Um, it, it's great to, to know that I have been forgiven uh, mm, by the Lord. Mm -hmm, it, it, you yeah. know, all of those things are great. I have released the resentment that I feel towards, you know, the person I had been with. I had all these experiences, mm, but I just yeah. kept finding, well, what about me? Mm. <laughs> and I just kept wondering, like, well, when am I going to get to... Um, heal myself. And, and maybe I just hadn't been open to it yet, but yeah. it took me, it took me a lot of time. Like I, mm -hmm. I ended up deciding to move to get a new beginning and just within the last couple of years. So, so I had my abortion seven years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been just within the last few years that I've really started digging deep into like understanding more about the body. Like, um, I've gotten really into the chakra system, mm. um, meditation and, um, really trying to understand and be more in alignment with who I'm meant to be. Mm -hmm. And it was then, um, I had been teaching all of this time and I was just feeling really burnt out. And so mm -hmm. last October, I decided I'm, I'm going to figure out what it is I want to do because this doesn't make me happy anymore. Um, like teaching I, in a school, you mean? Yes. Yep. I, yeah. I, I, and I had done it all. I had done special education, general education, worked yeah. with gifted kids. You know, I just kept trying to find my fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I... Um, and I just kept thinking every day, like, I'm going into work feeling really good. I, you know, have done all this work throughout the night and the morning. And then I walk in and it was just like sucking the life out of me. So I was like, there's mm -hmm. got to be something I can do with all of these um, strengths that I have. Um, and as I started falling down that rabbit hole, I mm. came across coaching. Yeah. And I... Um, I, we did this timeline activity in my coaching course. And when I wrote about my abortion, that was like, this is it. This is, ah, nice. this is where I'm meant to be. And mm -hmm. 
yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got to where I am. Um, I love it. What was the program <laughs> you did? Uh, her program is called Punch Drunk Soul. Oh, that's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> she loves boxing. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. Who is she? Uh, Allie Daniel. Nice. I'll have to peek. There's so many amazing things out there. Um, so good. I love that we connected. Clearly, clearly we have lots in common. <laughs> like sometimes, um, especially toward the beginning of my podcast, it was so funny. Like I started the podcast with a really strong, like entrepreneurial spirit. Like I had an abortion and now I'm going to kick some ass and like live this amazing life, which I still very much feel. But then my podcast like took this w wicked woo turn, like super spiritual woo, which is so me. Like it wasn't a turn out of alignment with me. It was totally me, but it's not what I was expecting. <laughs> so I have a lot of episodes that are pretty woo. <laughs> I love so, it. <laughs> I love, I love that we connected. Um, so good. Um, a few things you said really stuck out to me. Um, like going right back to the beginning, you said, how can, how can I get this fixed as soon as possible? And I, I know that I have so much more to explore in that question. Um, and I know that in terms of mental health after abortion, one of the reasons it's so challenging is that we make this hugely important decision so super fast sometimes because we have to because we're literally coming up on a deadline and then sometimes because like the swirl of it all is so intense that we're just like oh my gosh this is not what I want how do I get rid of like how do I change this as soon as possible part of me was going to say get rid of this just because that's how I felt I was yeah, like, yeah. At first I was like, oh my God, I can't abort. Like that is so not my, not what I ever thought I would do. And then as soon as I decided, I was like, uh, where do I go like in four seconds to get this done? But I think part of the reason there's so much chaos and overwhelm and rush is because of the stigma around abortion. There's so much stigma and so much confusion and so little conversation that even when we're making our decision, we just want everything to go away as soon as possible. Like the feelings, the like choice, the like, like the having to make the decision kind of choice, like all of it. We like, we don't hear other women talking about it. So it feels like this really rushed thing where you're like, I, I have to do this fast. And then because we make the choice and like our, most of us are so overwhelmed in that process and unsupported. And I love what you said about like, it sounded like you went to a, you know, a really supportive clinic and that piece of the puzzle was super smooth for you. Is that true? Yeah. Which it sounds like from, from all the women I've talked to, it, it sounds as if nobody else has had that experience or at least with the people I've talked to, like, yeah, they were, they were so kind to me. And the, um, the doctor was just, 
he, I think he could tell how, how scared I was. And yeah. he was just saying like, yeah. it's okay. Like it was just a mistake. Like, you know, making me feel better, but like, but in the back of my mind, I kept telling myself all of those things he was saying, but it felt yeah, good yeah. to have somebody saying to me, like, it's okay. Yeah. I, I had the same experience. I, oh, really? I, I get mixed reviews with my clients. I get both camps. Um, but I had the same experience. It was like the easiest, most beautiful, most medically supported thing ever. Like I actually went Wait. to my OBGYN. I didn't even go to a, like a clinic. Oh. It was amazing. It was like the whole thing was just amazing. Um, but I say medical because it was very much like they were kind and lovely and compassionate, but it was very much about like, how do we manage the medical piece of this? Like, how do we t do the procedure? How do we take care of you? And then the emotional support, I mean, they were like, we're here for you, but not really. Like, we don't have time to counsel you. And we don't really have that many suggestions for you either. <laughs> yes. So when I was uh, in the process of putting my program together, I actually uh, was talking to my gynecologist and I was telling her a little bit about, um, funny thing, I was actually getting uh, my birth control removed. And so as she's like getting, as, uh, as she's going to do the procedure, I'm like terrified of blood. Like I've yeah. puked a few times in my life, but like she um, looking at it, but she was doing this procedure and the whole time I'm just like, well, while I'm here, let me just tell you all about it. And I gave her my whole pitch. of yep. like, this is what I'm thinking. This is a, and she was like, yeah, like there aren't many people that are doing what you're doing. And, and I ended up, um, sending her my information. Um, and, and, you know, just saying, if there's anybody that comes to you saying anything, I'd love for you to have them reach out to me because yeah, there wasn't, there, there was no post. I know. It was like, fend for yourself. <laughs> totally. And there's like medical follow-up, but nothing that's like addressing the complexity of the experience, which a lot of us aren't talking about. It's like, feeling that relief and sad, the relief and the grief at the same time. And we yeah. think we live in such a black and white world that we think it's supposed to be one or the other. We're supposed to be either completely relieved and grateful, or we're supposed to be like completely regretful and set and depressed. It's like, yeah, no. So I, yeah, I would cry all the time. And I would be like, so upset with myself for crying because I'm like, this is what you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. are you crying? But yeah, yeah it, it's okay to feel all of that. Right. Like, right. It, but I don't think that, yeah, I was ever told. And I'm one of those people like, I kind of have to be told that it's okay, you know, to, to feel a certain way or to whatever. And I'm working on that. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, um, I, yeah, to be able to feel it all at the same time, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I think the work that we're doing by just, I mean, I call the show speaking light because it's just like, let's just shine some light on this, on all of this, because the more we break down these stigmas just by talking about it. That's it. Like, yes, there's amazing people doing like amazing work on a much like more political or wider spectrum, but like really just having these conversations is breaking down the stigma because it's, 
it's shedding some light on all that overwhelm and chaos and complexity in the time from when you realize you're pregnant and don't want to be to the, you know, to the time afterwards. So yeah, I think there's so much more to be paid attention to in the, um, in that question you asked, which is how can I get this fixed as soon as possible, which is an amazing question and lots of us ask, ask it, but we're overlooking like the complexity of it all when we, when we are in that space. So anyway, I love that. Um, what else did I, I jotted down so many things. Um, yeah, you, you talk about that duality of like, this was the best decision and what did I just do? How can I feel those two same, two same things at the same time? And then we're like, I must be broken. I must need help. Mm -hmm. I must need someone to fix me because clearly I'm confused. And my thing is like, no, clearly you're human. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, how can, almost like, how can you be okay right now being okay with your decision? Like I, I had that. I had yeah. that. Oh, I did lot. too. I did yeah. too. Like, how come I don't feel guilty? Mm -hmm. Yep. I had shame about not feeling like shame the way I imagined I was supposed to. Yeah. I, <laughs> shame for not, um, shame for knowing so quickly that I didn't want to have the baby. Oops, sorry. Shame so quickly for knowing that I didn't want to have it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. So then you talked a little bit about um, that counseling experience and the retreat, again, which I'm not opposed to in any way. I just think, unfortunately, and in my future are definitely abortion retreats of some kind, <gasps> healing retreats. Like I was just talking about this yeah. with somebody. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we, we need more retreats because yes. the frustrating thing is a lot of people are drawn to Rachel's Vineyard because it's the only thing out there and if yes. something exists maybe it can help me but i wish it were more clear to people that the help it's offering is does have an agenda you know it does have a foundation with very strong beliefs it's it's not i, I should go to one i should just go to one <laughs> oh you haven't been on it oh, oh. gosh no <laughs> I knew right away, like as soon as I saw the website, I was like, no way, <laughs> that is not for me. But again, I think that work is really important. And I think there's lots of women with those same belief systems who, who that is an amazing experience for. But what I wish were clearer was like, this is one option. Here's some other options if those aren't your beliefs. Because what you said was I've been forgiven. Um, and release the resentment. And the forgiven part to me is super complex because it implies that you did something wrong. Yep. And that yep. is a problem for me. <laughs> it's like, I'm being forgiven for my sins, but like, what if it wasn't a sin in the first place? Like, hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Religion is very, um, tricky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, with that retreat, it was like, I was in this moment of the person I'm talking to is great. You know, my therapist, she's great. She's wonderful. 
but then I'm just wanting to feel better. I'm wanting to, you know, I'm wanting to connect with people. I'm wanting um, to have a shared experience. So then when it's thrown out there like this retreat, it's like, oh my gosh, this is the end all be all. I will be uh, quote unquote fixed. Oh my God, of course. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so the other piece of that, that you just, you know, really hit home is it's this underlying belief that what we need to fix us is outside of us is, Mm -hmm. is God, right? We need God's forgiveness to be fixed. And that is not something I believe at all. I believe that you may have a spiritual practice in, in which that's a piece of your healing, but you don't need anything outside of you to be healed, (laughs) to love yourself, to, um, and I do think there's a very, there's a difference between forgiveness in the way that religion shares it and then Mm -hmm. self-forgiveness, which is a much more like inner spiritual journey of like, I did make a mistake, but it doesn't, not, not in like the wrong way. Like I forgive myself for like all this chaos and confusion and overwhelm. And I did the best that I could with the tools that I had. I might make a different decision next time, but there's like, for me, there's like a subtle nuance between like forgiveness as many of us think of it and self-forgiveness, which is essentially (laughs) self-love. Where were you seven years ago? I know, right? (laughs) Where was I three years ago when I needed myself? Uh, but that's what we get to do. You know, we get to um, be that voice for other people moving forward. So yay us. And yeah. and I really, you know, if you've listened to my show at all, you know that I do give a lot of credit to that pregnancy and that soul and that baby for, for bringing me this voice and this work and this willingness to talk about abortion in a way that I never would have imagined, you know, five years ago. Yeah. And I felt like it was the thing that I needed to make my changes that I knew I needed to make. Um, I, it was, it was, it was actually an opportunity for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I even feel kind of saying it like that, but it's, it's the truth. Like I would have never gone down the path that I have gone down. Yeah. Um, I can say that 100% matter of factly. I would have never gone down the path I've been down and, and discovered so much about myself had I not um, really had to work through these thoughts in my head. Yep. Yeah. It just yeah. brings up so much, you know? Yeah. It was like a catalyst, right? It's like mm-hmm. a catalyst for our growth. It was fuel for our, mm-hmm. for, for our futures. Uh, so good. So you keep mentioning a program. What does your program look like? Do you mind sharing what it looks like when people work with you? Sure, absolutely. Uh, It is a six-week program, Mm -hmm. and we meet one-on-one once a week for six weeks, and we focus on like three big things. Um, One of them is ditching the self-talk, the negative self-talk that you have with yourself, Mm -hmm. um, and working on reframing that so you can find some peace. Um, the second part is, is being, becoming comfortable with the decision that you made. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's a, that's a big component of it. Yeah. And then, um, each session we work on a breathing technique, mm-hmm. um, 
and then we also have guided visualizations that we do together. Um, they're all created, they're all personalized um, mm -hmm. for you and your experience that you're going nice. through. Yeah, I have found that doing guided visualizations really helps with like a deeper healing and helping you to find some acceptance and closure. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we do some breathing, some work together, and then uh, a guided visualization. And then um, you're given copies of everything that we do together. So you can yeah. work on it with your action steps each week. I love it. So, so good. I've been through many iterations of my coaching, <laughs> what it looks like for people from six weeks to nine weeks to 12 weeks to all the things. Um, and now I'm really like, let's go month to month. And that has worked the best for my clients and my style. But I love the journey of a six week program. That's really beautiful. And I love that you incorporate like, you know, multiple things into that, like little pieces of the journey in different ways. So, so awesome. Do you have a particular type of client that you attract or that you love working with? Um, Really somebody, honestly, uh, very vague, but somebody that is ready to, um, to take accountability for the choice that they made. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. that is, that is my ideal client because we'll spend so many weeks going back and forth. If we mm -hmm. have to like play like the, hold on, I need you to take accountability here. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah really women that have had some time to sit with their decision mm -hmm. um, post-abortion and then they are ready to really begin living their life again um, yeah, yeah, and have that accountability. Yep. I love the way you said that, begin living their life again, because that is, um, that is, it's like we think that we can put it behind us and it's not affecting the way we live our life but it so much is for so many women like multiple years later like 30 years later it's this little voice inside of women that never got the attention it needed it's this like stumbling block that they kept tripping over and um yeah to live that full vibrant empowered life again we got to work through the stuff that we stumble upon, whether it's abortion or some other kind of, you know, trauma or accident or illness, like, um, or experience. It's, you got it. Like, I, I always say abortion is just, it happens to be the entry point for the work that I do, but we do yes. work for like, it's just life. It's just life coaching. We just happen to use abortion as an entry point. <laughs> I would agree with you. And um, to elaborate a little bit more, like one of my favorite uh, exercises to do during a session is looking, at, of course, everybody does the, you know, these timeline activities and all the coaching programs you go through. And that's how I stumbled upon my, uh, my niece. I don't and... do any timeline activities. So. Okay. Well, <laughs> I love the, it. Uh, <laughs> so in my program in particular, we talk about like your timeline begins not at your birth, your timeline mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. begins at your abortion. Oh, and then yeah. we, we go through and plot several different things. So you'll have various prompts, but you know, essentially 
jot down all of the great things that have happened since your abortion. Because you are, you're stuck in this one track um, yeah. thought of my life is awful or like I, I haven't done anything with my life. You know, all those thoughts. And, totally. and then we go back through and we'll write about um, the, the bad things that have happened since your abortion. And then we go back through and talk about them. And there have been, so that's one of my favorites because there have been so many aha moments of, right. Oh my gosh. Like I, now that I sit back and think about it, like this and this and this is like, Oh my gosh. Like that was so great. I forgot all about that. And yeah. it's like, I know because this <laughs> one thing just keeps telling you how awful you are or how awful your life is your life. Right. What if you would have done this? Well, look, you couldn't have done all of this yeah. if, if you would have kept the baby. And yeah. so that's why it's really important to like, accept that, okay, I'm ready to take accountability for the decision I made because I think then you can really start seeing things from a different lens. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. Super powerful exercise. So awesome. Um, is there anything that you, like we both said, we both identified that wish we, we wish we had ourselves or each other during, um, <laughs> during our own experiences. Is there anything else that you wish you'd heard during, you know, through your harder times that someone listening might, might want to hear, might need to hear? I think it's very important that you just like you are very choosy about the, the people that you choose to surround yourself with, um, when you feel like you are ready to talk about your experience or to engage with others that have had a similar experience, you need to be just as choosy mm. because I have joined many groups um, and I walk away feeling the regret starts coming, not the regret, I'm sorry, the like um, shame starts yes. coming, the guilt and shame start coming back. Uh, I was in one that was called, I regret my abortion. But uh, <laughs> so anyway, you, you join, you know, these groups and, and you're just wanting to feel better, but yeah. you need to make sure that you are very choosy once you get into these groups of whether or not this is helping you with your healing process, or if this is keeping you stuck or even taking steps back, that would be yeah. my biggest piece of advice. Right. Are you just reading other people's stories and keep going back to relive your own instead of moving forward with, with your life? I always say the life you made your choice for. Um, ah. or, or are you stuck, you know, just reading other people's stories and remembering how yours were comparing, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Such a good point. I actually didn't find any of the Facebook groups. Um, I don't know if you mean other groups, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find any groups until I got into the coaching. So as a woman looking for support, um, I didn't find any of them. And I'm really glad that I didn't because I don't think be. they would have been good for me. No. Um, and so I've, I have, I have a Facebook group um, uh, from my podcast. Um, and I, did I see that you do too? Yeah. yeah I just found yeah. that today. Yeah. Um, cause I went to your link from Instagram and found that. Um, so that was a huge consideration for me, recognizing what kinds of groups were out there and available and then identifying how was I going to cultivate a space that felt safe and productive, right? Future focused. And I'll be honest, I haven't 
I've gone in and out of my group. Like, do I want to grow this? Do I not want to grow this? Is this helpful for people? Is this not helpful for people? So every once in a while, I'll ask myself, should I shut this group down? And the answer is no. So I know it's going to evolve into something. And just this week, somebody joined and I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep listening and following. And it is, it is a nice space, but you do have to be so careful. Um, careful. I would agree. Joining. It's like the whole, you know, clinic movement um, of these, you know, abortion resource centers that, um, that, that trick women. And we're, we're so used to being tricked, especially around this subject that, um, that's, a, that's another different topic, a different rabbit hole of groups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, be careful. <laughs> yeah, just be careful. And um, at that, somebody asked me in a podcast group recently, why did you start your podcast instead of, uh, um, instead of a blog? And I said it was really important for me to create a know, like, and trust through voice as opposed to just written word. Um, like specifically for my community who are so longing for a safe place to be and a safe person to be around um, and safe community. So yeah, we just got to keep following, following what feels right. I would agree. 1000%. Yeah. Well, um, is Instagram the best place for people to find you? Yes. Yes. You can. I am Elena underscore Renee underscore Diaz um, on Instagram. And you can, uh, on my bio, you can click on the links to join the group um, yeah. to see a little bit more about me, any of that. And yeah. my, my DMs are always open if you ever want to chat. Awesome. Awesome. We'll, of course, link it all up. But thank you for sharing your story and especially for sharing what you've turned it into, right? Which is something to, to serve the world and to be purposeful and meaningful in your life. So that's, that's the goods right there. Yeah. Thank you so much for having (laughs) me. We'll stay in touch. Remind me, where are you again in the country? Oh, I am in a suburb of Atlanta, Georgia. I am in Norcross. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're East coast gals but not, yes. not really close to each other. <laughs> if I ever come to Georgia, I'll let you know. <laughs> Please do. There's lots to do. <laughs> I love it. Beautiful. Okay. Have a great day and until next week. Thanks for listening, and as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice 